Brian's the thing, and you'll never convince me otherwise. And another thing. We, on this show, generally try to keep it pretty positive. Right? Sometimes we don't like to disparage people. I'm we, positive we, about that. We give truths, such as Alex Jones being a known pedophile. But if we don't if we don't have something nice to say about somebody, we try to just abide by the not saying anything at all rule, right? It's true. There's a lot of people Generally. on the show we've never mentioned. And that's yes. why we aren't talking about Joe Rogan or his podcast. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. That's why we're not talking about it. Because it sucks dick. Yeah, it's bad. And he's and bad. He's a moron. And he tried. Nope. You know what? We're I not going to say bad things about bad people. We're going to be positive just because that he, he has a bad podcast. Just because he had a known pedophile, Alex Jones. He's friends with a known pedophile, on Alex Jones. On his pedophilic podcast. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's a fair to say. That's right? just saying that's facts. Say, yeah. That's just saying straight up facts. Welcome to another thing. This is a podcast where we drink, we talk, and everyone but known pedophiles win. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan. And I don't interview known pedophiles, Correct. Vargas. Long nickname. Well, stick with pork cheek. But accurate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. stick with pork cheek, though. And Speaking we will, of. We will do our best not to have pedophiles on this podcast as best as possible. I, I, I'll just say 100% we won't. 100% we won't. We'll delete episodes. Well, yeah, we, I was going to say, unless we, <laughs> unless we don't know, but yeah, right. we're going to delete episodes. Right. I recently went to St. Louis. Yeah. And as is tradition, I brought some St. Louis beer for my boys. Uh, today, we're drinking Love Gun. It's a vanilla isn't, cream ale. Isn't Love Gun a band or a song? Sung by Kiss, Dr. Lo- yeah. Dr. Love Gun or something? No, Love Gun is the name of the album. Maybe. But it's his penis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's his dong. Uh, it's from Heavy Riff Brewing Company. Which is out of St. Louis. That's what it sounds like when you drink it. Yep. It's out of uh, Maryland Heights. And I like this a lot. It's pretty good. Smells very good. Yeah, it tastes very good. Tastes does does good. As as far as vanilla beers go, it's not as heavy as I thought it was going to be. It's very light. It's an ale. It's not a stout or a porter, so that helps. Yeah. I like it. I hope you guys like it, too. And I enjoy it quite a bit. Thank you so much for bringing it. I hope you guys appreciate that every time I go to St. Louis, I bring back St. Louis beer. Well, sure. Yeah, but you're gone for however long, so it's like a, it's a wash. You know? uh, it's all, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, going to St. Louis, play top golf for the 10th time. <laughs> First time. That's fine. That's a bit that no one will get. No one's going to get it. <laughs> there, a few people will, but you've been to top golf so. a few times. <laughs> What's new with you, Pork Cheek, besides going to St. Louis recently? Well, let's see. What's new with me? Yep, this is my brother's bachelor party in St. Louis. That was pretty fun. Whoop, whoop. Uh, aside from that, I have been... I, pl- I found a, a, a fun new game. I've been playing a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Generation Zero. It's kind of an indie game, but it's on PlayStation. And it's a kind of a first-person survival game. Uh, but the the region that you're in has been taken over by sentient machines and you have to figure out where the machines came from and how they got there and uh try and survive through this kind of machine apocalypse localized machine apocalypse in uh 1980s i think it's sweden 
Nice. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's kind of new and interesting and uh, not like anything else I've played before. Swedish Chef is my favorite Muppet. <laughs> dorker, dorker, dorker. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, uh, I've been just trying to think of more traits to add to uh, single.edu.com <laughs> Slash no Nazis. Slash no Nazis. Colon. Uh, legible handwriting. That's pretty important in this digital age. Yeah. A lot of people still writing letters to each other, I feel like. So that's mm-hmm. how do you feel about your handwriting? It's legible. That's what okay. You know. Because you get a lot of those men especially are famous for their mm-hmm. chicken scratch. When did it be by the way, when did when did handwriting become gendered? That had to be like an old, old, old thing, right? Where men just couldn't be bothered to fucking write, I guess. Because it's, it's always been like a quote-unquote feminine thing to have nice yeah. handwriting. I mean, I do know more women who have great handwriting. That's what I'm saying. Men. It's like, why, are they? I don't know. I I I bet it's not so much about the handwriting mm-hmm. as it is about like a t- more of an attention to detail thing. Um, we just got to we got to get to the sincerely, and then we're out. Yeah, the the fine motor, you know. Because uh, I'll say this at least for me and Kara. I need to get the thought out of my head as quickly as possible because it's going to be gone <laughs> yes, in right, one second. Right. She is far more concerned about the longevity and conveying mm-hmm. the message to the next person mm-hmm. with her handwriting. She's also an art teacher. Well, that too. I mean, <laughs> so you know. Probably... Yeah, she's got a little bit of an idea, uh, an eye for aesthetics. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so legible handwriting. That's gonna, a good one. I'm going to add that. Uh, I don't know. Always have a bottle opener. Yeah, that, but, I mean, that's just a good life skill to that's have. Just, that yeah, is. that's yeah. preparedness. Yeah. yeah, so I guess we'll just transfer it to prepared. Yeah. I'll, can be, sometimes is prepared. Yep. Yeah. So you're looking for an Eagle Scout. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm not I, I'm not looking for one. No, how, no. Are you no, concerned no, no. with her starting a fire? Are you, like, well, how well she, she can start a fire? I, if she's not a convicted arsonist. That's a positive. That's a positive. That's a big positive. I'll yeah. be looking on her website. <laughs> Uh, girlforbrian.edu slash net. Yes. I have to date a Brian. Dot no Nazis. Not so. yeah. That's the other, yeah, it's an important URI. But uh, that's, what's, that's what's new with me, you know, just trying to come up with more. You just keep coming up with them. We'll, one day we'll, we'll find that lady for you. <laughs> Make you real happy, let me tell you. Yeah, one day we're going to buy a web domain and shit's going to get real. We're going to spend more time talking to her about the thing, the, the, the list of things rather than her, you know, so. We'll get there one day. Uh, I uh, recently watched Borat Two, which uh-huh. subsequent movie film about the something something another. Maui. That's it, that's actually a really funny bit in the joke that the that the name of the movie changes like three times depending <laughs> on the things that are going on in the movie, which is very funny. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, Borat is a character played by Sasha Baron Cohen, popularized on the UK show The Ali G Show, mm-hmm. where he was a foreign corns- correspondent on from Kazakhstan. And he played this character just to kind of like prank people and play into their xenophobia and the racism, which was very effective. Uh, culminated in a movie back in, it came out like 2003, 2004, right after 9-11 in the Iraq War, where yeah. he traveled across America <laughs> to interview and find people. And let me tell you, we uh, Molly had never seen Borat, so we watched, we watched it. And watching it again, it's still a very effective, wonderful, hilarious, cringe-inducing movie. Watching it like almost twenty years later in this current climate, it's yeah. also kind of like people say that quiet part out loud 
more often than they don't, you know? Yeah. So it's very interesting to watch it now because it, it, it's still effective and very good, but it's also kind of like, yeah, that, that's kind of unfortunately the norm now. Uh, Borat 2 is another like prank. I, I guess the best way to put it, it's prank movie. You know, he talks to people and who don't know that he's an actor, blah, blah, blah. But it's interesting because I, I think it's a better movie than the first Borat, partly because they started filming it in the pandemic hit. So they had to kind of like mix up everything they wanted to do uh, prank wise and to get people wise and blah, blah, blah. And it's much more like a story about him having a daughter and addressing his own beliefs and prejudices and these terrible things. Interesting. And it's, yeah. And I, I think I told you guys a while ago, like what I had watched of it is that it was far more endearing than the first movie, which is hard yeah. to say. I mean, it's Borat, like who had thought... But it is like because it's more of a movie and because they had to frame it around the pandemic, they you could tell like they've changed a lot of it, uh, particularly with the scenes with him and his daughter having more like dialogue and story as well as like in between the pranks and the craziness and stuff like that. But uh, but it culminates in like a really like surprisingly endearing like denouement, I guess you'd say. And that culminates in a giant Rudy Giuliani thing, which I'm sure most people have seen. And ends and goes on into a very funny ending, but also a very sweet and endearing ending. So uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is a he goes dressed up as a stereotypical Jew demon uh, into a Jewish synagogue to pray away and pay the Jew, Jewish demons to, to, for better favor. And he meets up with uh, a well-known, uh, uh, she just recently passed away, uh, but a well-known Holocaust survivor, Jewish advocate, who talks to him about like life, gives him, feeds him and things like that. And it's a very amazing endearing sequence about like addressing your prejudices and realizing that you're full of shit and not the other person. So who would have known out of Borat of all places. So I I know this episode is going to come out after the election, but I think Sasha Baron Cohen dropped this movie before the election for a reason. And I think it's, it's a very good reason. So, uh, let's, let's so hopefully t- everyone vote or you will be execute as the movie ends with. So let's uh, let's take a moment either to pour one out yeah. or a celebration <laughs> of whatever happened on Tuesday. That's the best way of putting that. Yep. yep. So yeah, so everyone watch Borat. It's on Amazon Prime streaming, and the first one is also on Amazon Prime as well. So watch. Also, those. Sasha Baron Cohen. How did he get the wife that he got? Probably because he's super funny. Isla Fisher. Isla, Isla Fisher. Is it Isla or Isla? I think it's. I don't. I don't it's know. spelled Isla. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, is like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. He's a very funny man. He's a handsome guy. So kind of, I would assume. You know, the 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 attractiveness disparity in that relationship is sided <laughs> toward Isla right. Fisher, and he's right? also like six foot four, and she is like five foot two. Yeah. So you know, who knows? Maybe she just wanted a tall man. <laughs> Maybe that's I it. I can't put that on the thing. I'm under six foot, so you're it's, like right at six foot. Yeah, five eleven. No, I never lie about it because no. everyone knows. You have to start lying about it. Just say you're six foot. It I'm depends more. on what convenience store you're walking out of. <laughs> I've never gotten that joke. It's do you? Am I going to explain it? And you're going to be like, I actually understood the joke. Nope. You know, this in the convenience store, right it's this is a bit about it's not the bit, a bit it you're doing right now. It's it not. You're doing a bit. Admit you're doing a bit. I'm not doing a bit. Is it just because Tell they us. have the thing? They on have the thing next to it. Yeah. That's, that's a bad joke. I don't like that joke. That's no, a that's a joke. That's a funny joke. All right. Brendan. That's a funny joke. I, I guess maybe I've heard it too Just because much you're, from old you're funny doing a bit. men. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing a bit. There, doing a bit. There's, there's layers here to this bit, and I don't appreciate it. <sighs> I know. Well, I, first of all, do you think the listener knows what a bit is? And they know. We Let's back it? up. 
So anyway, today, let's talk about some fun movie castings. Primarily, we're, yeah. we, we talked a little bit about last week about uh, Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, Vargas, I'm sure we could talk about Moon Knight for a little bit. Who? Uh, because I, you know, I think I brought up Nick Kroll and David Diggs were, were also in the running from what I'd heard. And uh, why do you feel like uh, Oscar Isaac would be a good Moon Knight? Quick, quick. Quick question. Are you going to do a bit? No. God. Guys, I'm more than just my bits. <laughs> You're the sum of your bits. Yes. Got a love gun bit. Didn't we have an episode a long time ago where we basically gave our our perfect Moon Knight castings or we asked Vargas for his perfect Moon Knight casting? Yeah, probably. Did you say Oscar remember. Isaac? <laughs> yeah. Yep, great. I definitely did. Don't go back and listen to that episode. I think we did, and it was, I don't know, Jake Oscar Gyllenhaal. Isaac. I really want to say it might have been thrown around, but... We might have. We've predicted other things. We have. We so have. We're like the, this goddamn Black Knight that's coming up. <laughs> that's right. And we're the Simpsons that's of awesome. podcasts. We, yep, right. Truly. So yeah, so break down a little, just quickly or yeah. not that quickly, who, what Moon Knight is, and then let's talk about Oscar Isaac for a little sure. bit. Sure. So the the history of Moon Knight, Mark Spector, is he was a mercenary uh, stationed in Egypt, a former Marine and mercenary. And he dies. That's the beginning of his story. Mm-hmm. He is complete. Like, it sounds like the ending. It sounds like it. You'd be mistaken. Ah, comic books. Yeah. <laughs> so he is murdered uh, mm-hmm. by eventually his arch nemesis, Bushmaster. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bushmaster. I, I didn't know I was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got it. Uh, single.com slash ed. <laughs> the bush, slash Bushmaster. Bushmaster. <laughs> Uh, so he he is murdered, and he is murdered um, in this ancient Egyptian tomb. Uh, it's like a, a, a shrine mm-hmm. to the god of the moon, Khonshu. And Khonshu sees Mark Spector there mm-hmm. dying and decides to resurrect him as his avatar on Earth. Uh-huh. A so, knight of the moon. A knight of the moon. The fist of Khonshu. Nice. Moon knight. Metal. So Very cool. Moon knight's whole gig, his whole thing, is he is... I, I mean, you're going to see this now that the show is coming out. He's Marvel's Batman. He's not really Marvel's right. Batman, but he's Marvel's Batman. He, he travels by night and protects those that travel by night. That's Khonshu's whole thing. He... he protects travelers the, re- the very safe red eye flights yes if if moon knight was on board yeah yeah <laughs> and what intrigues me about moon knight right is that unlike batman he wants to he wants the bad guys to see him coming that's how he like mm-hmm. imposes himself so right. he dresses in stark white all a white all costume. white yes um and he he just is like Balls to the wall, gung ho. I'm gonna go punch that guy in the face, regardless of what happens to me. Right? Is he invulnerable? He's not. It's so a superpower. That's the other cool thing. He it kind of goes back and forth depending on the story arc you're reading, and Mark's particular relationship with Kanshu at the moment in the story. Mm-hmm. But it used to be, and I think this is probably what they're gonna do in the show his powers come and go with the moon. So he is at the height of his power with a full moon. 
And during the new moon, when it's out of the sky, Mm. he's just like a normal dude. In a costume. In a costume. (laughs) But the the spin on all of it is Mm. that he's legit crazy. Like he has schizophrenic, right? What no disassociative DID, yeah. Identity disorder. What did he do? (laughs) Nice. Um, yeah, so Mark Spector has at least three other, well, two, at mm-hmm. least two other personalities in his head. So he's got Mark Spector, he's got Jake Lockley, who's mm-hmm. a cab driver, and he's got the other one who's a movie producer, and I forget his name. Harvey, Harvey. Weinstein. <laughs> yes. Nope. <laughs> Not that. Not that. Um, but all these, all these different, and, and, a lot of times Khonshu is shown as an alternate personality in one series. Um, his alternate personalities are different Avengers, mm-hmm. Wolverine, Captain America, and Spider-Man. Right. And I think that's what I was kind of familiar with. Yeah. That he had those personalities. Yeah. Which is um, wild. So what, what you kind of end up with is somebody struggling with their own demons, but also mm-hmm. you as the audience are like, is just just a really lucky dude who yeah. goes out and gets the <laughs> shit kicked out of him right, and right. also kicks the shit out of other people? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the... Stephen Grant is the movie producer's name. Nice. Stephen Grant. So He looked over there like he saw it. I was looking at you. Right. Oh, yeah, me, Stephen. So super strong... Great, yeah, powerful he's, intellect, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of money. And he's, oh, so Batman. Yeah. So, he, But he's not invulnerable, right? So, like, even no. if he goes into a fight and gets the shit kicked out of him, or shot, he's he going to be hurt. I mean, just like Batman. Yeah, yeah he, right. He does get oh. the shit kicked out of him. Okay. okay. Um, and he's got a little supporting cast. Marlene, his love interest. He's right. got uh, his old war buddy and comrade Frenchie, um, who he, you know, right. kind of his Alfred, but... More independent. Can I, real quick, since we're on the topic of casting, questions questions now? Maybe. (laughs) Is, uh, since, I mean, you heard David Davis? David Diggs. David Diggs. Nick Kroll. Kroll, And Oscar Isaac, if he has three personalities. So that's what I was going to say on debate. And I was like, all right, you know, I get it, but not really. So I think Oscar Isaac could play... The, the mercenary, the Mark right. Spector, you know, he could do the, the fighting. He's an imposing figure. Yes. And then if you had scenes or you impose the idea of Moon Knight is a different guy when his other personalities come forward, right, right. then you could have someone like a Nick Kroll be the wisecracking cab driver right. and have it be the same Still the same character. Because right. yeah. Mark, Mark Spector is not, like you said, Deadpool. He's not Deadpool. Exactly. He's, he's not like the fourth wall breaking, wisecracking smartass. Right. Yeah. He's, he's just a guy. He's a guy with right. mental illness. Right. <laughs> like sure. he's all of us. Yep. You got it. And does he, I don't, I don't, and I, this is, so does Moon Knight, does he have like, obviously, he, does, he doesn't always wear a mask, correct? Well, he has to now. Or, or d- like uh, whenever he's like the cab driver or someone else, yeah. does he have like so? What does he do? I guess. So as a cab driver, What's his job? that's he that's gets originally the why wheel of a car. That's <laughs> why he adopted the other personalities. Right. So he couldn't be Mark Spector. Right. He had to adopt Jake Lockley to be a cab driver to like drive mafiosos around and like get mm. information. Then he would go 
as Moon Knight to right. the mob, you know, after he gathered the information. Same thing when he went to L.A. as uh, uh, Stephen Grant. He could find out what's going on in the seedy L.A. underbelly right, and do kind of the same thing. Um, Mark Spector is a known, like, vigilante in the Marvel oh, Universe. Oh, yeah, sure. So he had to, you know, kind of disguise himself. So he has to, yeah, hide his face yeah. and stuff like that. And my guess would be that they're, for the show, they're going to do more of the new stuff where... He, Moon Knight adopts a Mr. Knight personality that's like he wears a mask and he wears an all white suit, but he's more of mm-hmm. a detective, like a Sherlock Holmes. Sure. And then he puts on the Moon Knight costume to go and punch the bad guys. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's fun. What else do you want to know about Moon Knight? So, so <laughs> the rest of this whole idea, and we'll talk about a couple other castings that we like, don't like, etc. Do you feel like Oscar Isaac is a good casting for Mark Spector Moon Knight? I. I would say as a broad generalization without mm-hmm. obviously right. nobody at Marvel's called me yet to let me know what's what? actually going on with It's honestly surprising with the amount of information you've given Marvel yeah, in the past <laughs> years. I know. Um, I would say as a general idea, I think Oscar Isaac is a, a good right. casting. Yeah. Um, He's a phenomenal actor. Right. Watch Ex Machina, you know, I, Star Wars movies. I've read... <laughs> <laughs> I've read a lot of Moon Knight comics, and I'm still kind of unclear on whether Moon Knight even has superpowers. So, sure. just just that. Do you do you as a movie producer, as a TV mm-hmm. producer, do you try to incorporate alternate identities into this character, or right. do you just say, "Here's Oscar Isaac. He's Mark Spector. He's the Moon Knight," and roll with it? You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah I feel you. It could be they could make it through the whole season, season one, and then at the end. As a cliffhanger, introduce like, oh, he's fucking insane. Yeah, you know they could they could be following quote unquote three people around this story. You're like, oh, there's Mark Spector. We know he's Moon Knight. Oh, there's this cab driver. I don't know how he fits in yet. Yeah, there's this yeah. other guy. And then at the end, it's like they're all the same. So who knows? Back when we talked about Marvel, I think, I think that was what I pitched originally for yeah, Moon Knight. Yeah. was three different actors playing the three different guys, right. and then at the end, you find out that it's one. Mm-hmm. It's been one person the whole time. See? So be killer. Anyway, I'm w- super excited about Moon Knight. I do think Oscar Isaac is a good casting. Yes. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. If that happens, it's definitive proof that <laughs> Marvel is listening to our podcast. Yeah. That's right. Jeff, give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> you know Jeff. Uh, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Loeb, head of Marvel TV. Oh, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Because I got, got us thinking about other castings that we like and don't like. Am I like ultimate both love it and hate it casting is Watchmen, the, the Zack Snyder movie. Because I think uh, Jackie Earl Haley is Rorschach, Patrick Wilson is Night Owl, it, or, and uh, Billy Crudup as uh, Dr. Manhattan are phenomenal castings. Those are very, very good. Um, however, in the space of the comic, because it takes place over the course of like 30 years, you have to basically cast someone who can look both younger and older. Where I think Zack Snyder fucked up was Malin, uh, Malin Ackerman, and Matthew Good as both the new Silk Spectre and um, Adrian Veidt. That's where he kind of messed up. Even though I like Malin Ackerman, she's a great actress. I like her a lot. She's very attractive. She fits that role very well. She does not play. She does not play well as a middle-aged aging superhero yeah. along with like Patrick Wilson. You know, as well as in the comic, Adrian Veidt, Ozzy Mandias. He should be like in his, he should be a little bit older. He should be like 50s, you know, a little bit older. Yeah, 60s. And Matthew Good looks 
he's like 30 he's 12. years he's, yeah he's like a 20 year old man <laughs> handsome, so it's handsome, very, handsome, and, and he's also not yeah. a great actor so those are the main i mean but i think watchmen is a great study one i think rewatching watchmen before my wife and i she was able to watch uh, the the tv show which is phenomenal talk about great casting that casting is yeah. great um what rewatch that movie again especially the director's cut which i think is phenomenal um, it, it's interesting because again, I, I think the movie works really well for, for a, something that has been deemed unfilmable for a good 30 years. It, it's, it's amazing to see that someone was able to put that on the screen and do it well, you know? Yeah. Um, at, at least justice. At least it justice. Gets, I it, would say it, it's not a, it's entertaining. It's an entertaining yeah. movie because it's long, because again, it's, <laughs> oh yeah, he, Zack Snyder is well known for he used the the comic book panels as the storyboards for the movie. Right, that's what we call lazy, I, I, or <laughs> brilliant. No, it's a joke. It's a joke. I, I, I think this, I think that gets into another topic about Zack Snyder and the way he approaches projects. But I would say yes and no. So yeah. yes, I think and. I think it's a very interesting top. That's a very interesting topic to to dive into. But going uh, back, so going back to castings, I recently, yeah. um, I, I'm still reading DC Comics, of course. Uh, but I, every time I read something that has Dr. Manhattan in it, right. I, I hear Billy Crudup's voice, I know. which to me is like... That's a sign of really good... <laughs> a sign of really good casting when that character... When that actor becomes the character, not just in the movie, yes. but like in all media, yeah. right? I think... I, and, well, and to kind of springboard off that, anytime I see Dr. Manhattan, I hear his dick hitting his thighs yeah, yeah, yeah. in my just, head. Just, so, just yeah, yeah. constantly slapping, constantly <laughs> slapping. That's good. Uh, is there any other... I don't know. I've got I've got a couple like really good castings that yeah, I think... Go like, for it. Whenever they casted um, Adam Sandler as Billy Madison, I thought that was spot on. Spot on. Let me they tell nailed you. that. Yeah, and that then character. anytime that they cast Seth Rogen as a stoner, I think they've hit it out of the park. Yeah, right. oh, to every time I hear a stoner laugh, <laughs> it's just that's the Seth Rogen laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking do it. I also uh, think, uh, we can wrap this up here in a second, but another uh, casting I really like is Robert Pattinson as Batman, as Bruce Wayne Batman. Uh, one because oh, I would say that's a controversial. Well, so is Michael Keaton. So was you know other things. And like people that. give him un, unneeded shit because of Twilight. He's a really good actor. He's a great actor. Uh, I like Robert. Cite Pattinson your sources. A lot. Not Twilight. <laughs> he has a uh, the high high life. That's a really good one. Uh, high life was awesome. High life is so good. Uh, Lighthouse is also really good with uh, Robert Pattinson. But there was the king. The king one that's on Netflix. He played like the French king. I think he's fun yeah. in that one. You know, oh yeah, cheese eating surrender monkeys. The movie. <laughs> no, maybe he's also uh, the new Netflix movie, the, the Devil All the Time, is also very yeah, good. So. Tom Holland, right? But, uh, but friend of the show, Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah. But Robert Pattinson, he's a, he's a great actor. He has really great jawline. I, I love what we've seen so far from that. From what little we've seen so far, because now it's like two years away. But yeah. uh, what we've seen so far is very good. I think most most guys who've been cast as Batman are not bad picks. Uh, I think it's it, it's very hard unless you cast. Gilbert Godfrey is Bruce Wayne. It's very hard to fuck up Batman because it's basically you find a guy like I think George Clooney is like the prime example of like he's a great good looking guy who can pull off that suave businessman part of it. His Batman, I think, was a product of that bad movie. But yeah, yeah. but I, I'd be very I think most Batman, most people who have been in Batman movies are, are fine casting. So I, I think the majority of them are, are very interesting castings. Didn't you say Arnold was your favorite supervillain in a movie ever? <laughs> ever. Yeah. And look at where are my hands. They're down. They're down. A hands down best. <laughs> Ice to meet you. Let's <laughs> never forget that. Also, uh, guys, guys, guys. 
What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice yes. Age. Because <laughs> that one is just a fact. <laughs> is it though? Well, <laughs> no, dinosaurs never existed, so. <laughs> Evolution's a sham. Uh, sham wow. What you, a fun episode. You got any good castings? Or are we done? I just gave you my best castings. Brian is single, black backslash, dinosaurs are a sham, backslash, <laughs> colon. Oh, guys, we're kidding. Evolution, please believe in it. Um, it's real. It happens Yeah, look, look at how this episode evolved from me right. rambling about Moon Knight to... Great, great rambles. To now we're at, just at the end, and that's it. Ready to, ready to see you next week. <laughs> oh, we will see you next week. Uh, tell us your favorite casting or your least favorite casting. Also, tell us your, your least favorite Not Us podcast. I bet it starts with a J. Uh, you can email us at debatesonfans at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at debatesontap. And you can find us on Instagram, debatesonpictures. Don't forget. Don't you forget. We're getting closer to Thanksgiving. And if you need advice on what to cook for Thanksgiving, you can always turn to YouTube. Brian and Vargas have a, a great video on cooking for Thanksgiving. Don't remember the title of it. Offhand, but it's very funny. It's on. It's on there. Running Tab Productions. You're looking at me like it doesn't exist, but it's there. I okay. And I don't remember filming it. <laughs> you will immediately. Uh, I think that you know. Subscribe, rate us five stars if you like us. Four stars if you don't. That's the lowest we'll settle for. Four stars. That's the lowest rating you can give. Is four stars. Pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye.